Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome everyone to the PG's cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of uh, Jimmy, Charles, and Reagan. What's going on, guys? I'm good. Uh, it's been an interesting day on Twitter. Yeah. Definitely. It has been yeah. an interesting past like, as much as ever. Hours. All right. So. Navigate all of this. Because everyone's like talking about it in my group chat and no one knows what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It oh, is, yeah. Uh, well, there's, we, uh, just before we started this, the, uh, the Bucks news came out, uh, you know, up here so to get into that, but uh, yeah, just to kind of preview it. Um, so I believe it was the Bucks and the uh, was it the Magic? Yeah, 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 Bucks, yeah Bucks and Magic. magic. Um, and after the uh, shooting of, I believe Jacob Blake. I keep getting his, I keep mixing up with Jason Blake. Oh my Blake. God, you said that. I'm like, what the hell? You meant the 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 former hockey player? I'm like, oh no, it's, it's no, it's, yeah. yeah. I but was, like, uh, so when you texted me that. Oh, I know, man. But uh, yeah, he was uh, shot seven times. Uh wrongfully by police uh we could talk about that forever but um i think we all know here that it's just a it's another um just example of police breaking their code and doing these kinds of things so the nba uh sorry i'm losing my fucking wording here the bucks and magic in, in orders in order to uh protest in the most effective way possible have decided not to play their game and uh personally i think that's uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's the uh, most effective option because this isn't just going in the streets and saying something. This is players using their rights in the strongest way possible and showing that, well, if this is the country we're going to live in, we're not going to entertain that country. And I fully back it. I fully, fully support it. Okay, Car- okay, Jimmy, but there's this guy on Twitter. His name is at ccarter1969. Oh, Hashtag... <laughs> Fear the deer. I officially canceled my season tickets. So. <laughs> See, there's going to be no then. season next year, so it's like, okay, are you going to cancel your season tickets from your couch? He's going to he's gonna wait till uh, 2021, 2022 season to uh, cancel his tickets. He's got to do that. He, I'm sure that uh, at blah blah 69 is really uh, shaking up the Bucks <laughs> management after this. He's really yeah. shaking the small franchises economy. Yeah. I'm really hurting right now. Oh, I know. Oh, God. Was it yeah. C? What was his name? I was like at CC Carter, like C Carter 1969 or something like that. Well, I will never mess with at Mr. Carter 69 butthole. I will never mess with him for sure. Uh, 
But the big question is, what do the Milwaukee Bucks do after such a tweet? Like, how do they how do they go on without uh, one <laughs> yeah. racist fan? How do they move <laughs> on? <laughs> how do they recover from this? How does yeah, Giannis? Like, also, please does... nobody, if anyone hears this, please don't like go after this guy. But yeah. it, the tweet's fucking awful. <laughs> it's it's so awful. How does Giannis? It's a very get tough his, scene. How does Giannis get his, his paycheck now? Like it, it just raises those questions. Not the three percent of royalties. If I got not the five cents, what is he gonna do? I know it's just it brings up a whole other issue, but uh, jokes aside, um, just shout out to all the NBA players. Um, oh man, there's a tweet I need to pull it up. I did not retweet it for whatever reason. Oh, yeah, but tweet that doesn't. I want to say someone. I want to say someone on the Bucks was like assaulted, or I don't know if this is oh, what the case is. Yes. But he was like assaulted or shot. One of the things. Either way, it's horrible. But uh, like it's personal for the Bucks that there's someone in the dressing room that's experienced that. It's not so well and it what's so frustrating is that people and uh, you know, i'm gonna say especially white people men who are looking at this and going oh All well right. you know how you know how dare they uh stand how how they they not play because of this but the, the thing is these are people who they, they probably experience like not being you know shot or assaulted but they experience racism every day i mean come on man this shit happens on the daily so always... something that affects people through their lives man of course they're going to stand up for that and if they want to stand up for somebody in their community who was, you know, once again, you know, a victim of police brutality, why the fuck can they not stand up, man? I'm sorry. Like, that's such a, it's such a, such a fucking moot point to say that they can't do that. It's literally in their rights to do so. Does this thing in our country called the First Amendment that yeah. people <laughs> everyone like... pleads it when they want to fight against this, when they want to shut everybody up, but when they do it themselves, oh no, you know, you can't do that because you're the entertainer, you got to dance for us. Bullshit, like the thing is too, like these players have such like a huge like platform. So, like why not use it if you have the opportunity? Exactly. Like, oh my god. Like you know, regular people, sort of speak. Like we don't. Like no one's really gonna listen to us. Like they can actually like put a really like how do I word this? Like a really strong message out there. So like use it if you have it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I hate the it's thing. It's like, oh, these these black athletes, they make so much money. They kind of experience racism. Well, yeah, they don't get shot or assaulted probably, but I always think of it was the Chicago Blackhawks. It was Washington versus Chicago. Devontae oh, Smith was in the penalty box. Oh, and they were gosh, not taunt, They were taunting, go play basketball, and just awful stuff. Like, they... That's, they, they still can experience that stuff. It's awful. And it's a shout out to yeah, all Yeah, I'm so, so glad they, Devontae Smith Pelly's, you know, $1 million can completely stop any racism towards him. Yeah, that's so logical. You know, great stuff, guys. Jesus Christ. Uh, anyways, I guess uh, people with shit opinions are still people with shit opinions. What else is new? But yeah. complete applause to the Bucks and the Magic. It's an American I, pastime. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Reading tweets on Twitter. Yeah, to be honest, reading the tweets on Twitter is a uh, very enjoyable. Just the like, complete stupidity. Since like the NBA in the bubble, aren't they all wearing like special jerseys that are kind of like very pro like, Black Lives Matter? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the NBA, what they're doing is um, good on they like let you have like like any like social message or whatever you want on your jersey. And I love that. Wow, the NHL's not doing that. What a shocker! Wow, I'm sure. I wonder why. Maybe they're trying to cater it to only old white men, and they're scared to pop out of the bubble. Who, who, wow, who knows? Can't be not just old white men, old racist white men. Oh, and just racist people, like just white people, man. It's so frustrating. God damn it! And we see yesterday, Logan Couture. I'm not gonna, 
comment oh, on him being actually punched. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to comment on him being punched exactly because that's up for debate. I, I don't I don't promote violence of people just stating political opinions, even if it's Trump. I mean, that's just me. Anybody anybody who supports it, I I mean, honestly, if you didn't didn't mind the sucker punch, I'm not even going to be mad at you. It's just a me thing. But it's just another example of a guy who says he's for the change. He's all for Black Lives Matter and people being treated better in the sport and in general. And yet he goes and he's saying, hey, well, why don't we vote for Trump? You know, the guy who completely, completely ignores the movement. I mean, come on, man. I mean, well, is actively, you know, pushed against it. Like it's, it's, it's another example of players, especially like, well, I mean, athletes, white athletes specifically, you know, saying that they're for this, you know, saying all these things, talking all the talk, but not walking a single step for it as well. A lot of talk, no action. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the entire problem with it, it's so frustrating, man. You know, it, it, you almost feel like you can't, you know, you can't trust anything you hear from these athletes because they'll say these things and yet a good, you know, <laughs> two days later you see them in a fucking Trump rally or something, you know? Yeah, wearing a mega hat, yeah. Oh, love it. Yeah, like, kind of like how you were saying with, like, Couture, like, he's, like, all, like, all like, Black Lives Matter, but it's, like, saying vote for Trump. Like, remember the same president who, like, there was a peaceful protest going on, like, either right outside the White House or, like, right next to it. And he wanted to walk to a church. He was very gasping when they weren't even, like, doing anything wrong. They had a whole fucking SWAT team on them, man. Yeah. It's ridiculous. This is right in our faces, and yet people can't seem to understand it, man. Tony D'Angelo is still getting <laughs> praised oh, by people. I, like, I hate the sport, man. I hate the sport. I love the sport. I hate the community so much. It's been a great start to Mark Lazarus tweet so far on this podcast. We just sound like him right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's forward this, this one to him. Get him on here. Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, geez, yeah. I want to go on the guys... Joe Rogan podcast and told I'm a fucking idiot for uh, wearing a mask. I can't wait. Have you seen the the uh, parody account of Anthony D'Angelo? I think it's like Anthony or Tony it's like Tony DeGuida. <laughs> yes, I saw it in the comments in the Couture one. That was great. I saw this one. It's is it's it's his pinned tweet. It's like I lost the puck. Fucking CNN. <laughs> <laughs> It's like people are mad at him for not kneeling. He totally kneeled. Sebastian Ajo did it for him. Like Sebastian Ajo made him kneel. Like he did a great right, thing. Hang on, I'm gonna pull some more. I'm gonna standing pull up more. for social injustices. I love that everyone's like, what, what the fuck, Tony? But you already did kneel. How come you say you're so you're so against it? The liberal media tells you you're different. According to hockey, Tony D'Angelo took a knee. Okay, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read some of the, the reasons. There's so many good ones. All right, I'll start with this one. It's Mike Milbury. Start honestly. I love this. Yeah, Mike Milbury was absolutely right. Women are distractions in sports. That's why I personally haven't talked to one since the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's another recent one. I spent last night in New York. I talked about eating chicken alfredos, and I mentioned Olive Garden by name. I was sucker punched. Is this really what we are coming to? If you if you eat if you eat Olive Garden, you are a villain. Man, this world is so wrong. <laughs> and then the most recent. And then the most recent one, I'd like to extend thoughts and prayer to my brother, Logan Couture. One time I would too was shot and killed by a liberal. I'm okay, but I died. <laughs> 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 it's just the best, man. That's one of my favorite man. Oh, my God. And then there's a oh, picture. Oh, no. There's a picture. 
of uh, Tony D'Angelo being tripped. I think it was by it was by Aho, and it's like, is this the man you're referring to? And then he replied, yes, that's the left wing shooter at FBI. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so good, man. I love it. I love it. Oh my god, man. I'm okay, but I died. <laughs> that oh my god, man. That got me. It's in my life. Oh my god, man. On the topic oh, of social that. media, uh, hang on, I gotta pull this up. I'm unprofessional and don't have it prepared. Uh, it's always so did you guys? Canadian. So did you guys? So this is from uh, Jonathan Marsh or so. This guy named <laughs> oh, no! Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky won. Florida Panthers legend. How's the, Olympic, how's the Olympic diving career coming along since you like diving on ice? Jonathan Marshall at Little Dicky one. Shut the fuck, little dick, and go suck on your mommy's titties and stop wasting my time. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Marshall just does not give a shit. From yeah, kind he, of talking. Dude, something happened last night. He like he 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 drank or smoked something or a nerve popped because holy fuck. I completely, like, I knew he was, like, arguing with fans in, like, the comments, but I completely missed all of that. I just, I just heard him saying that he told somebody to skate better. Like, that's the only one I saw. Okay, Holy this is from kind of, kind of Taco. Do you play soccer? John and Marsh so at kind of Taco. Your dog is as ugly as you. Don't you waste my time. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is just going to town. It's, it's hilarious. Riley, Riley, it's awful, Wright. but I love it, man. Riley, right. Can you stop diving? Jesus. Uh, Jonathan Marshall at Riley Wright. As soon as you can skate properly, stop. That was, the one. Yeah. That was the one. Dude, the Angels like show more character, and Jonathan Marshall so is like, all right, Marshall, I got this. <laughs> I can cyberbully. Have you seen the tweet? It's I like no cyberbully so bad. Have you, have you seen the tweet? It's like the NHL no soap soap opera, just wildness, and then it shows the picture of Jonathan Marshall so talking shit back to those people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, just a crazy night on Twitter. Then also add in the fact that uh Kasperi Cap and his girlfriend, that whole oh, thing. Geez, which man. which by the which by the way, why don't we get into that? Kasperi Clappinen. Yeah. <laughs> Cheeks clapping. Oh my god. There's what a up? video there's a video of Steve Dangle saying that. It's like on a loop forever because it's only two seconds long. It's the best. <laughs> All right. So speaking of Kapanen, let's get on to that trade. Um Oh yeah. So quite the trade. So Jim Rutherford, as I tweeted yesterday, is continuing his Stan Bowman you know, post-dynasty GM run of uh, slowly sabotaging your franchise. And uh, this is the next big step in doing so. Trade your first-round pick while you have a very shallow prospect pool. And then also and top best- 15, not to mention. And a top 15. Draft. You got a top 15 prospect on the way, man. And a top 15 player would have been better than Kaspari Kaplan. Kaspari Kaplan is not a bad player, but he's not exceptional in any sense yet. He hasn't shown that. He has plenty of skill. He's a decent top nine player. He doesn't have notable hockey IQ. You're the Pittsburgh Penguins. You have a low prospect pool. You trade the 15th overall pick. Not to mention Philip Hollander, who's a really good prospect. You probably, from what I know, he's their best offensive prospect. And Ever Rodriguez is a little piece. Honest to God. I would trade Casper Kapanen for, like, Ro- Rodriguez in a fourth or some shit like that, man. Rodriguez has insane underlying numbers last time I checked. Every piece the Penguins gave up was of value or more than Kapanen. I don't understand it. I legitimately think this is worse than the Zucker trade. Oh, it's so much worse. It's so much worse. 
Toronto got more for Kappen than the New Jersey got for Taylor Hall. Just let that's that out him. Oh my gosh, it's so true. <sighs> but yeah. Meanwhile, um, at Arizona Coyotes on Twitter, doing a wallpaper Wednesday of Taylor Hall. That's not going to uh, last very long. Yeah. <laughs> and just everything that's going on with the organization. I don't know the exact date, details of what happened with Arizona, but uh, they're doing some kind of illegal fitness testing with prospects, and they forfeit their second-round pick this year, which I believe was 48th or 49th overall. Actually, only a couple of few picks ahead of the Blackhawks, and they also forfeit their first-round pick for next year. So that's that's tough for them. You lose Cheka, you get destroyed by Colorado, and it just oh, seems like you're, you're going to lose Taylor Hall. It's just like, oh, man, what do you do if but you're that franchise? In like, Arizona's man, fairness, they did give Nashville another banner that they lost to Phil Kessel. That, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. But, yeah. I mean, you got destroyed I, by Darcy Kemper. In my opinion, if, if you look back at 2012 and you see Rafi Torres – and a very dirty hit on Marion Hosa. I believe he was suspended 21 games, which I don't believe is enough. So in my opinion, I believe the Arizona Coyotes should compromise and add more penalty to this by handing the Blackhawks their second-round pick this year and the first-round pick next year. I strongly Here, agree with your statement. Here's how I view the, the that whole thing. Totally. It wasn't enough games, and since you hit Rafi Torres, or Rafi Torres hit Marion Hosa, that's a no-no from the you hockey literally hit, done, You literally hit the Suns. Okay, the so, the Holy Ghost, if you this was in 2020, and he did this, would this be a $5,000 fine? Yes. Two-game suspension. How has it gotten worse, man? George Peros, man. Okay, that's a whole other story, but yeah. Like, like George Peros, didn't, wasn't your whole career trying to beat the living fuck out of someone? <clears throat> wasn't that your career? Ryan Reeves and William Carey, man. Just completely clean players that don't deserve any kind of suspension for what they do, man. That's that's what I say. Good Lord. Yeah, that's Even as a Hawks fan, Alex Tabrinkit's hit, man. The, the hit on Ethan Bear, that should be a game. It, like, it should at least be a game. That was an awful hit. Oh, like, I, thought, just... I thought he was going to get a game, and I'm surprised. He should have. He only <laughs> sat for the major. He, I think he only, he only sat for the major. Like, he didn't he should have gotten five in the game. He should have gotten five in a game. I mean, come on, man. That was a disgusting that. hit. Like, I'm not just going after the Vegas Golden Knights because I can't stand them after the series. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's just... This player safety as a whole is disgusting. The, the hit on Maltz was really the first thing. There's been some uh, – I mean, honest to God, I really – my mind's on Vegas, so I, I only remember, like, Reeves and Carrier pulling their shit. But there's been a lot of dirty hits this playoffs, a lot of dirty things, and, of course, nothing done about it. But that is a whole conversation for some I, reason, I guess. There's been some really iffy calls, <laughs> like some flurry start, and, like, Kajula's hit on – who was it? Ennis, Tyler Ennis, Tyler Ennis. Yes. That was really suspension worthy. I think it, it kind of just looked like bad timing because like Ennis like went to turn kind of at the same time like Kajula went to hit him. Like, I don't really think that should be like suspension worthy. Tyler Ennis was he had about two or three caves in that series that put him in a risk of concussion, and that's a guy who's had multiple concussions. You know, I you wonder why a guy's doing that. But yeah, it's come on, like yeah, they're suspending guys for things like that that are you know close to incidental yet you got ryan reeves literally throwing his shoulder i believe it was either his shoulder or his elbow straight into schmaltz's cranium and yeah. he's, out. he's been out for the he was out for the entire playoffs and that's a guy who's had concussions before and that was an exhibition game like that game doesn't matter it's literally oh, just, it was an exhibition yes like that game meant nothing it was kind of just like kind of so they can get the feel of the game again and like just kind of get their legs back under them but yeah well, it's got the feel so good for him i guess jesus I remember when Eric and Branson got suspended. How many games did he get suspended for spitting on somebody? Or someone spit on Eric and Branson. 
Imagine how much like, that would get you now, especially with the, the whole COVID situation. It was like a four or five game suspension or something. It was like. Oh, I wish Erica Branson would spit on me. Wait, oh shit, I was the only one saying. No, if someone spit oh, on Eric and Branson, I'm pretty sure. It was like someone for the Capitals, I think. Man, I'll get like, my that was earlier in the year, yeah. That was, uh, and I was like, how does this get a higher suspension than boarding, spearing, crushed? Like, how is this worth more? Because this breath stinks, dude. It's Gert Hathaway. What do you think it smells like? I was like, this makes no sense. Like, <laughs> it's so backwards. That should be a $5,000 fine, not suspension. Don't worry about the guys getting their heads smacked around to their <laughs> ACLs taken out by, uh, God. Whoever the next Rafi Torres is in this league, we got a few of them. So, yeah. Yeah, so this has been a very optimistic and uplifting podcast. (laughs) I don't know. In all positivity, I think the NHL is going to realize it. Like, I think after a while, like, something's going to be done about it. People are going to have an uproar, you know, for a long time. And they'll, you know, I mean, honestly, Brendan Shanahan, dude, I think he was, I didn't think he was the best, but he actually, looking back, did a much better job. He was solid enough. He did good enough. I don't give him that. And you know, he's on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they haven't won a playoff round since 2004. Oh, the uh, Detroit Red Wings, uh, uh, Don, he actually uh, won the cup with them once or twice. Where to next, host Pierce? You want to talk about uh, the playoff series so far? It's something that's not like pessimistic and depressing. <laughs> can breathe. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so right now the Flyers are playing the Islanders, and it's three to two. Last I checked, Philadelphia had a three two lead, but uh, Andres Lee came back, scored a goal on the power play, and Anthony Beauvillier with his seventh goal of the playoffs. He's kind of been one of those breakout players of the Islanders. And I said in our predictions that I did it with Vinny, I thought the Islanders are gonna. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that 2017 series with Pittsburgh and Ottawa where Ottawa just shuts it down the first couple games and Penguin that's kind of figured them out towards the end. And I think that's how this series is going to be. Islanders very much remind me a lot of that 2017 Senators team. Like a really good coach, really good system. They've gotten good goaltending. And honestly, I said it, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they got past Philadelphia. But uh, they had that first game where they got a shutout. They completely shut down the, the Flyers, didn't give them anything. But it looks like the... Flyers are kind of figuring them out this game. They got three goals in the first period, and I think uh, Varlamov got pulled. So, uh, do you guys have any thoughts on that series or anything you want to add to that? If you've been watching it, uh, I haven't. I didn't catch the first game, but uh, I, I actually really love that comparison to the Ottawa Senators team because it feels like this team just—it's uh, not a stacked roster. It's a solid roster, but man, what they've done with it, or what Trotz has done with it, and the coaching. The Islanders are on. Uh... It's interesting. The Islanders are a team that's literally the definition of a team. They don't have, other than like Barzell, he's pretty much their superstar player. Yeah, what's but what's so just a really solid like, overall team? Barzell could be a guy who scores eighty to ninety points a year. I think he'd even hit hundred points in his career for a season, maybe once or twice. Like he, I think he has that kind of skill. But, but um, in Trotz's system, he's not going to be that kind of guy. And what's so incredible about this team is that you can see guys sacrificing offense. I mean, even you have Bavillier scoring seven goals, yes, but. You know, someone's got to score the goals. But in general, it's a team that just we've, t- we've talked about a lot. They play by committee. I mean, it, it's something I've said about Colin and his system The uh, in the contrary is that there's no structure there. You know, it's man on man and guys aren't fast enough and guys are chasing around with their, or, you know, around with their heads cut off like a chicken. So, Ran around with his head off cut like a chicken, eh? <laughs> <laughs> now 3-3 three, three now. Oh, geez. Wow. Boy, okay. Yeah. The, the Flyers... Uh, well, 
Again, we're right. underestimating the Islanders. Like, man, they just always find a way. Peugeot with the yeah. sixth ball. Full offense to my, uh, my, my friend uh, Jake, Flyers fan. Uh, I, I really believe that the Flyers are a solid team, but, I mean, I don't know, man. I think I, they're, they're, again, like, how do I put this? Like, how do I put this, man? Like, they're a good team, but the Islanders, man, they just haven't figured out. They have the goaltending. They have the defense. They just get enough goals That's- to win has gotten everyone to buy into that system, just like Tortorella. It's like it, it feels like a carbon copy of that team, but more impressive, like a future the Columbus Blue Jackets. Than, uh, oh, they're better than them, but they're like they're like what the Blue Jackets could be in the future once, like you know, they you know upgrade offense a little bit defensively. Oh. Yeah, it's it's just insane, man. Like this team does not like it. It just feels like it's incredible that a team with this roster is the scariest one in the playoffs to me. Like they just, I'm not gonna lie, they just feel unstoppable right now. Well, not to interrupt, the Flyers are challenging for offside, so I think they'll make it taken away. The only way they could beat them, the refs. It's the refs, yeah. It's typical Flyers. If the Islanders are in a weird spot, I feel like they have to win it this year because the offseason they're going to have, they're not going to have enough cap to keep Devin Taves, Hulak, and Barzell. There's no way. Because Barzell is contracts up this year? Yeah. I think he's restricted free agent. Yeah, he's an RFA. RFA, yeah. But there's just no way you can keep Pollock, Taves, and Barzell with what they have. Ooh, with the cap not going up either. Yeah, they got to move uh, some. Ryan Pollock's a nice piece, man. I really like that player. Like, I'm, I would not be surprised if Barzell could somehow get traded because Barzell doesn't fit the Islanders' system. Oh, you know who uh, could give you a uh, young center? Uh I believe the Chicago Blackhawks have a guy named uh, Dylan Strom. Yeah. Possibly on the market. Pretty sure I did that in HL. A lot cheaper. Like Dylan Strom and like vote in for, for Barzell because somehow Barzell was on the trade block. Because you're a fucking intellectual, man. Come on. Oh, if the Hawks somehow, if they ever in the world pulled that off, I would, I, I'd probably streak. I mean, I, you know, you can't. I'd have to like take back so many negative things I've said about <laughs> No, because that's, no, the next week he's going to trade. He's going to trade Mitchell for, like, I don't know, Jonathan Duran or something. So keep it going. Oh, oh, fuck game. off. Fuck oh, off. Oh, my God. Alain <laughs> Vigneault being an overrated coach. It's true. It's true. It's a good oh, so, goal. Okay, so it's 3-3 now? Like, it, it's, yeah, uh, and now the Islanders are going to have a power play. I know how to dig into Pierce's veins, man. I know how to do it. <laughs> I do same with you. We just know we just know each other. Yeah, he talks about Red Hot Chili Peppers, the, the band that I hate with all my heart. Totally. <laughs> Okay, the mountains heard flea in the last week. Oh my god! <laughs> I will break quarantine just to ca- catch COVID and just slowly listen to flea as I pass away. And like, sorry to get really off topic, but I guess the Brewers are now meeting in like ten minutes to discuss the status of their game against the Reds tonight. Let's go! Oh my gosh! Why well, do I have to like the Brewers for something possibly? Cutting too. Even though the Brewers suck. Even though so, I don't want to be the only one playing. I'm sorry. Anybody in Milwaukee, you're probably nice, but you probably also smell. I'm just saying. So is Josh Hader going to be playing? I mean, they are Josh Hader's just going to go to the plate and pitch against the team. No, he's just going to be throwing the ball to the backstop. There's going to be no one at the game. But <laughs> I'm standing up for my goddamn country right here. <laughs> you can't stop me. Oh, uh, racist semi right, guys. Oh man, sure love, sure love Josh Hader. We're <sighs> like Josh Lover, am I right, guys? Oh, well, any of us are like, wow, some player, some team has an RFA. Can't wait for them to be a Blackhawk. We're, we're like Chicago is kind of like the uh, Toronto of, of uh, 
America. America. Well, New York is. New York is, but like that's the media. But like fans wise, well, aside from New York, yeah, that, okay, that's true. New York is pretty fucking bad. Except the New Yorks. New York actually gets like Panera and all those guys. They can get them, yeah. And then we have Smelly Colleton, and then they want to play here. Bro, you really owned him there. You really got him. Bro, Nathan for you? <laughs> Am I right? Bro. I, bro. 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 Um. I saw right. someone said losing to the Islanders. Like, someone's, or no, someone said to the Oilers. He's like, like some Oilers fan was talking shit to him. He's like, bro, you got cucked by Nathan for you, the head coach. Like, you can't say anything. To be fair, Shirelli um, traded the picks Barzell and Bolvillier for Griffin Reinhardt. <laughs> that sets back to my choice. You want to know how Edmonton got that first round pick in the first place? They got it from Pittsburgh for David Perron back in 2015. <laughs> Wait, hold up, what? Yeah, so um, I think it was. There's like a whole trade tree about it, but yeah, um, Pittsburgh traded. Yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh traded their first round pick to uh, Edmonton for David Perron. Then they traded David Perron for Carl Hagelin. Yes. And then I can't remember the rest, but I think it ended up being Good Branson for Pier or Pearson for Good Branson, something like that. Like it was just crazy. Yeah. Um, who Hagelin was that first round pick? Who was that first round pick though? Barzell. No, <laughs> yeah. Barzell and Bovillier were traded in the Griffin Reinhardt trade, and it's just like wow. That Barzell could have been. Reinhardt didn't even make Vegas's team. Like, so could have Bovillier. Could it? But they could have used a Bovillier in their series against us. You know, depth goal scoring outside of McDavid and Drysaddle. Bovillier, I'm so I'm so happy he broke out. I, I was I, I felt like he was gonna just be like a 15-15 guy, but maybe this is the next step for him. It'll be really nice for them uh, for a long time. And, you know, I'll uh, just play some good hockey and, uh, you know, good kid, good Canadian kid. Oh, good Canadian kid, even though he's from uh, Quebec. Well, no, that's slide he's from Canada. Good Canadian kid. So, Islanders have a 78.4 uh, salary right now. So, so they, they have $78.4 million tied up next year? Uh, no, they do not. Like, right now they do. But let's see oh, who's okay. coming up. I want to see who's coming up. Okay, so who's coming off these contracts? Okay, here's I'm going to answer this. Who's coming off these contracts? First off, not Leo Komarov, who was signed for two more years after this at $3 million, Which is, uh, I love, Leo Komarov is one of my personal favorite hockey players. Loved him in Toronto. But, uh, yeah, two more years at $3 mil. Uh, that's a player I want to move. Matt Martin has another year. Or, no, no, he's going to be a UFA. My bad. He'll be a UFA. Um, the UFA... No, 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 that's the reason sign them, Jimmy. is the best fourth player in the NHL. Casey Sazakis. Uh, Adon, it's uh, Sazakis. Ah, Sazakin! Cal Clutterbuck has and two more years at 3.5 mil. Oof. What? There's no way they'd move that contract. There's no way. I mean, Casey Sazakis is a good... You know, from what I've... You know, from what I last remember, Sazakis is pretty solid. Clutterbuck is a good player. I actually know I would love Sazikas as a Blackhawk. I'm not gonna lie. I would too. It'd be great. Uh, Peugeot, he handed out money to him right away, which I mean I'm not gonna argue that. He's a pretty solid, solid player. Um, you've got long term that'll hurt. Yeah, long term it's gonna hurt. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ross know. Johnston, Ross Johnston apparently has two more years at one million for some reason. Uh, Josh Bailey's still good, so don't have to worry about that. Anders Lee at seven forever is gonna hurt one day. But you have to move that now. 40 you know, goals, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest piece is 
from what I'm seeing is you want to move Matt Martin. Matt Martin and Leo Komarov and Cal Clutterbuck combined are are three. The thing was with Blue Lamorella, he's an expert negotiator. So if he's in an RFA situation, he could get someone like a Barzell, a Pulak, or a Taze really cheap. But then he hands out like ungodly amount of money to guys like Leo Komarov and Matt well, Martin. What's all tough those is guys that he's just a good negotiator, sense. but he it's it, the, the money isn't bad. It's the term. He, he fucks up the term almost every time. So you got three mil, three point three five, six point three five, and uh, yeah, you've got eight point eight five million tied up in Matt Martin, Leo Komarov, and Clutterbuck together. That's ridiculous. that's gotta change, man. That's like okay, we we're talking about the Hawks trading Smith. That is three Zach Smiths, right there. I mean, they're more you know they're more effective than him, in my opinion. But like, come on, man. You know, let's look at stats here. Leo Komarov. You know, four goals, ten assists. You know, he, in 48 games, he's doing something. You know, he, he's contributing at times, but that's like that's not that's not three million dollars. It's man. not worth the money, man. Nowhere close to it. Yeah, like, I mean, you could get that. You could get that same production out of like uh like a like a like a minor leaguer. 37 contract. games, 37 games, three goals, four assists. Kyle Clutterbuck, alternate captain though. So leadership. Anyways, that's got leadership, Jimmy. Fuck it. Matt Leader. Martin. 55 games, five goals, three assists. These are almost the same player three times. I mean, they're they're. I don't think Matt Martin is good in the penalty kill. Don't quote me on that. Um, Kyle Glutterbuck has been decent on the penalty kill, from what I know. But like, I don't know now. Leo Komarov's decent. Like, I, I, I these guys are penalty killers, but they're so expendable. They're so expendable. Jimmy, according to my spreadsheets on Excel. Matt Martin is actually an excellent penalty killer, so you're wrong there. And yeah. we all know we all know advanced stats ultimately tell how good a player is. That's hundred percent, man. They are still everything when the Florida Panthers traded it, they were a much better. Hey, Rockets more. and Thunder just boycotted their game five as well. All NBA teams are doing it. It's good like, shit. Oh, it's, a, it's like the perfect time to, to do a podcast. We did better than the Fangle podcast, guys. We did something better than them today. How great. That'll be the only time. So proud. Totally, totally not a coincidence, guys. But yeah, I mean, the Islanders, that's going to be huge for them. I mean, if you move all those contracts, you have enough for, uh, for Barzell. I mean, I would think he, I mean, I guess if you get him on a bridge deal, you know, like two by six or seven. But uh, the thing is also his production has gone down because of the system he plays in. So he's probably going to get like two by five or six as a bridge deal, which is what I'm I'm sure that I Lamorella wants. But... I just don't think Barzell would probably accept though. Like I feel like Barzell probably like it's it's odd to say that Barzell could be expendable, but he does not fit the Islander system. Not one bit. Like, I mean, he's great. He's kind of for, like. It's kind of their golden ticket, man, because like they have this team that plays defensively, and then you can hand the puck to Barzell, who transitions, you know, zone entry, into, you know, and then just whips his magic around. There's gonna be some team that offers Barzell a lot, and the Islanders are gonna be like so many first rounders and stuff, and so much like this. It's like they might actually accept it. Have you ever heard of the dual offer sheet theory, where you signed like two kind of middling guys, not like like. Two Matt Barzells, but two guys like uh, Devon Taves and Ryan Pulock. You make it so that uh, they have to sign 
what just one of them, but I, I don't know. Like, I don't know exactly to a team, but like, you signed that is Galaxy Brain right there. Yeah, but you signed two guys to like say five million dollars. I don't know what the exact like uh, draft picks are for compensation and all that stuff, but I think you only have to give up like a first and a third or something like that. But basically, you get what the team assigned one of them, but they have to kind of choose between the two. So, let's say, for example, you're doing the Islanders, you offer sheet Devon Taves and Ryan Pulock, you could technically get one of them like a top four defenseman for say only like a first and third. I don't know the exact details, but I literally four. I heard of that, man. but I heard of that, and I like I'm I'm not sure why any team has a try on. I think that love Devin Taves in a Blackhawks jersey. That would be dude. So the Taves yeah. brothers. I can't that's Taves brothers. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait for so many people to, to think it's David Taves. They're like, oh my god, man, he finally <laughs> made it. Yeah. We finally got to, to Jonathan Taves' brother on the team. Let's go. And, I, and it was the same thing with San Jose last year. I think they had uh, Tamo Meyer up and uh, Kevin LeBanc. And I think it was Travis Yost on Twitter. He's like, they should go, someone, some team should go after both of them. And then maybe they get one of uh, LeBanc or uh, Meyer, which for LeBanc's case, that would have been a better case instead of taking one million and then that shitty year happening for them. <laughs> to be fair, the Sharks were just shit as a whole. So I mean, yeah. I don't, they were just bad entirely. They had Bob Bugner as their coach also, who's. Oh, like, yeah. like in reincarnation, basically, they're like the same thing, and that's like that's why I don't like perfectly. Some a player who wasn't really that great in the NHL, too young to be a coach, stubborn, and doesn't really know what they're doing. They're the same thing. Wow, you nailed it! Holy shit! All right, so with overtime coming up between the Islanders and the Flyers, let's do it right now. Let's get our picks in. Uh, so, uh, who wants to go first with their picks? Like, Mika uh, Tariye, Barzell, bye. Okay. <laughs> um, so my picks for the uh, for the Flyers, I have Kevin Hayes. If he scores the OT goal, that'll be his hat-trick. And for the Islanders, oh. and for the Islanders I'm going to go Pajot, just because it seems like he always shows up in overtime, especially like he did in Ottawa. So I'm going to Kevin Hayes had two goals, my favorite Blackhawk of all time. Okay, can we talk about that? How Kevin Hayes was such a bitch that... Even though at the time the Blackhawks <laughs> wow. were, the, were, they were the best team in the NHL. It was like, no, I'll, I'll be difficult and I'll go to the Rangers. But like, see, they literally needed a second line center too. Like, it's not just like like where Ryan Shea, where Ryan Shea is like maybe gonna make the NHL, and the Hawks already have like, you know, some decent left defensemen coming up. Literally, man, we're talking about like, we're talking about like, uh, how do I put this? We're talking about a guy who had, like, a spot, like, clearly open for him, just, like, right there for the taking. And Guys, we would have had Vail Poca as our top four defenseman. We, we should have been set. Oh, God. oh, my God, yeah. NHL GM mode legend. Yeah, he always had, like, I think four green stars in, like, NHL 14 before they switched the... I, I think guess... it was media. I think it was, like, three and a half green stars or something. It was, yeah, like, some... It was high elite. Star, right? Yeah. We could just talk about the Stars' potential system is still, like, the best potential system in any EA game. I remember, like, NHL 12, it was, I think it was, like, grades. It was, like, A, it was, like, A, B, C, and stuff like that. Speaking of which, what did you guys think about the NHL 21 trailer, like, with the Ovechkin cover? Uh, I didn't expect Ovechkin. I mean, it's kind of cool, yeah. but um, let's just say this. Ovechkin's been on the cover, this is his second time now, right? 
Let me yeah, just his, put it this way. Ovechkin's been on the cover twice, and Crosby hasn't been on once. He's also on 2K, I believe. He's also on like 2K10 or something. Yeah, yeah 2K10. So yeah, Jonathan Taves has been on the cover twice. Ovechkin's been on the cover twice. And Crosby oh, hasn't been on the cover. He's a crybaby Canadian. He's a pico It's just still boy. funny, though. It it's is like kind of funny, though. You know, here's my opinion. So, for one, like, fuck you, EA. Should have been Mac. Should have been Mac all the way. Um, two, and fuck you for making me buy this game again. Like, seriously, yes. I hate you so much. I was totally I'm, not going to get NHL 21, then they pulled me back in. I hate, dude, I hate you so much. There's no way I'm going to buy NHL 21 in this year. I'm probably going to buy it again. Brings back oh, GM Connected. They will never I'm make sold. me buy NHL 21. <laughs> Brings back GM Connected and Love the Life. I'm sold. I'm, I'm taking your entire player. stock. The entire, like, spitting cereal meme where he's like, he he will never make me buy well, NHL 21. He'll never make me buy NHL 21. It's like a picture of Sean Ring Jinx. No, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, that was... I'm... I'm 21 years old. God damn it. Okay, so... Uh, Did you see the live the life thing? It's like, what can you do? It's like, oh, make a racist podcast with it. <laughs> yeah, no, there was this fantastic... Oh, my God. It was like, yeah, the entire paragraph about, like, you know, be a pro-life, and someone's like, hey, yo, we can make a racist podcast in NHL 21. <laughs> <laughs> this big brain plays here. I cried while I, while I laughed. Oh, great stuff. I saw one that said slap a cop's ass. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Claude Giroux, noted cop lover and good person. And also, you couldn't go past it without the haha beat up the cab driver. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What about, the, what about the other series? You guys been paying attention to. Stars are legit. Stars are legit, man. I, I yeah, said this. I said this by going into the bubble. Of, like, if Dallas can just get some goal scoring, they could legit win the cup. No one was like, like they can't score. I'm like, it's if if they can get goal scoring. They have the weapons, they have, man. They have all the weapons. They have. Joe Pavelski was such a great player to get. He's a good playoff performer too. Yeah. That's why oh, I liked yeah. when the Stars got Joe Pavelski. I thought that was something they were missing. Oh, Even Corey Blanco. Perry yeah. wasn't bad to get. The, the cap hit wasn't good for them, but yeah, I would have If you're going all in, go all in. I really feel like with Pavelski, it's 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 kind of like the Marlowe. It really is like the Marlowe deal. It's almost the same exact like, uh, cap and term, but um, I really feel like it's one of those. like Pavelski's a much better player at this time in his career than Marlowe is. I mean, of course, he's you know, much younger and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, I I feel like they might trade the last year. But if he if he can like perform even like close to this for the next two years, I mean that's a solid deal they had there. And, I, and that's somebody myself. I really doubted that when they first signed it. But man, it is paid off in spades in this playoffs. All right. So in the regular season, he had 14 goals in 67 games. These playoffs, oh he has seven, seven goals in he has seven goals in 11 games. I don't know why. It's just like yeah, this he is like. To the most accurate I've been with a prediction because I went stars. Well, the Flyers are going to ruin my cup prediction. I had Dallas and the Flyers as my cup final. Oh, really? I was like, if Dallas could just get that goal scoring, they have a very good defense. They have really good goaltending. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like stars Islanders. It would be like the most boring, low scoring Stanley cup final ever, but it could happen. I think our buddy Jake is probably like going somewhere. Sound really like surprised me. Just because the the Avs, I thought played really really well. Um, they they crushed Arizona. Yeah, and like I 
all like Eric series. wasn't like as like good and they didn't have as good of a chance, but I honestly thought the Avs were gonna play it'd be a lot better against Dallas. And it really surprised me Dallas is like up two oh already. I think losing Grubauer for them kind of deflated them. How uh, when Carolina lost Sveshnikov, that kind of deflated them. I wonder if that's kind of had the same effect on them. You can't let that happen. Like it's that's that's the playoffs, man. That's mental toughness. Francois isn't a bad goaltender at all. He had some of the best stats in the league, man. Good. Like Francois is actually a good goalie. Yeah, I yeah. Also noted, good right-handed goalie. You need more of those in the league. Um, and the thing with Dallas, and I I said this. Um. God, who did I say this to? Uh, I don't think it was you, Charles. It was somebody I know um, who I was brain fart talking to him about the uh, you know stars. They had just beat the the Flames, and I said, you know what? I, I think the stars they have the defensive structure to hold off the Avalanche. If it's anybody yeah. in the Western Conference that can do it, I don't even think the Golden Knights would be able to hold off the Avalanche. I just I don't know something about the stars right now, man. They're like the Islanders, where they're just dialed in, man. They're dialed in. It doesn't like, help that they're scoring big goals from everywhere. It was kind of a bold pick, though, for me to go with Dallas. But I was just like watching them a little bit in the regular season and how they were in the playoffs last year. If it wasn't for St. Louis, they could have honestly won. They were one, they were one goal away from one them. big save away from yeah. the conference finals. They're a good damn team. I, I forgot about how good that damn team is. It took St. Louis, the Stanley Cup champions last year, to a double overtime, and I think it, it took like a shot off the post and a rebound from Pat Maroon for him to finally get beaten. Like it, they gave this is why the lightning got Pat Maroon. Thank God Kari Lettin has finally found it out and is carrying the stars. I'm so happy for him. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was gonna man. So uh, who's their head coach? I believe Dallas Stars. I forget his Rick name. Rick Bonus. Rick Bonus. Yeah, he has taken like I know he was highly touted, maybe the most highly touted assistant coach in the AHL. But man, he has taken. Montgomery's system, and all, you know, all, wish, all well wishes to uh, Montgomery. I mean, as I believe he was recovering from uh, some sort of um, like you know, gambling addiction. But Rick Bonus has taken his system to another level. Like it's insane what he's done with this team. And they were already a force to be reckoned with defensively. I believe. I believe that weren't they have a playoff spot this year at some point? Like, didn't they have a really bad so. run? I think they had a struggle at the beginning. They had a slump. I don't think they had a slump. I based it off of um, uh, you know following a Stars fan and seeing their uh, reactions to games and freaking the fuck out. But, uh, SFR yeah. SFR Stars fan reaction? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dallas. He, uh, stars. Dallas. Stars. Dallas. Stars. Yeah, best goal song in the league, boys. Love it. It's only good because it's a Pantera song. What about yeah. Chelsea Dagger, Jimmy? God. Black what Hawks about fan? the song the Leafs you played? Fucking fake Black Hawks no fan. energy to it. Like, okay. Leaf fan. Maybe unpopular opinion. I, you know, okay, you know, everyone knows I like the Leafs. I strongly dislike the Leafs fan. Eh, I mean, I'm like sticking one leg out. But, uh, yeah, uh, awful goal song. Like, that's a victory song, my man. That's like the... You calm down, you, you lay back, and you play, you know, nice little song. You, you, you know, you enjoy your victory. That's not what I want after a goal. Like, I love the song itself, but it's just not a very good goal song. This is important news. Okay, if the Flyers lose this game, they really got screwed because, like, that looks offside. Like, that really looks offside. Oh, yeah, by the way, we did a... Uh... We did an article of our favorite, what we would have if we played hockey and we had a chance to get a personal goal song. So I don't know if you guys want to talk about that or because... Waka, waka baby. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. 
fucking. I'm long. not gonna lie. I actually like forgot it was personal goal songs, but it was like. I was like, I thought we were doing like the one where it was like, what would the Blackhawks goal song should be? Like, oh uh, no, it's personal. Like, if we we're an NHL player and we had a chance to have a personal goal scoring, what would it be? It was for me. I think, like, I know it was like I had domination by Pantera as my as. If it was for me personally, I'd probably have one by Metallica. Just oh the yeah. Part. Oh yeah, Jimmy. Of course, your favorite band. I chose uh, "Can't Stop" by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Let's go, my scored. favorite band. Let's go. They actually for Red Hot Chili Peppers. Really good at NHL 20. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's got good line <laughs> chemistry with Charlie Romeliotis and Dennis Gilbert. Sir Charms. Sir Charms slash Dennis Gilbert slash Juicy Bum Bum. Juicy Bum Bum, yeah. Pablo Escobar gave us negative two line chemistry, though. Oh, yeah. Comically small Jake, yeah. Ridiculous stuff. All right. Um, Lightning Bruins. What are your guys' thoughts on Lightning Bruins so far? Uh, you, know, is... uh, you know, the Lightning, uh, you know, last year got swept by the uh, Blue Jackets. Very embarrassing. But, you know, they come back this year. They play the Bruins and they're going to be doing okay. Uh, but, you know, they lose game one. Uh, tough thing. But now they come back in game two. Andre Pallant, really underrated player, you know. Scores an overtime goal. Uh, uh, Andre Pallant. Oh, don't know, it's Pallant. Uh, yeah, Pallant. Pallant. Andre Pallant. <laughs> uh, you know the. Uh, you know that Kate uh, dog. I. I. You know. Uh. Uh. Kunarov. Kunarov. You know he's. I know Kunarov. Making fun of Dot Cherry is just still funny. It's, it's my favorite pastime. Nikita Kucherov. Scars, Nikita Kucherov. <laughs> that should be that should be his goal song. Yeah. My God. But yeah, Bruins Lightning. That's gonna be close ass series. I think it's going seven. That's what I had it going anyway. I had it going seven too. Did you? Who did you guys pick? Oh yeah, who did you pick for the the Islanders Philly series? By the way, I picked <laughs> Philly. That's looking wrong. I have Philly winning the cup, so... <laughs> I did too, to be fair, against Dallas. <laughs> you guys want to know who I had winning the cup? I had Philly against the Avs, so... I, I had Penguins and Blues. <laughs> In the finals? <laughs> yeah. I jinxed it so hard. Oh, Flyers won. Let's go! Who's it? Let's go. I'm sorry, Myers. Islanders fans. Myers. I fucking hate the New York Islanders, though. Wait, I'm sorry if there's it? any Islanders fans listening. It was Myers, Philip Myers. I have, I have literally the man who had the angle of the offside. He gets the goal. I have two rookie cards of Philip Myers, so I'm okay with that. He's very good in my Flyers jam mode. Plus he was one really line good chemistry. He's really good in Shrek. Plus one line chemistry, making under a million a year. Very good budget player. Oh, he has three goals in the playoffs already. Good for him. Probably a good young uh, Like I said, sorry, Islanders fans. I just you don't understand my hatred yes. for your team. He's a good it goes far. It goes deep. Anyway, what are you guys' picks for the Lightning Bruins series? Better team, you know, because the better, t- you know, the better team wins. You know, you just gotta, you know, uh, just put it all out there. You know, it's the playoffs. You know, you just gotta be, uh, you know, extra focused and. Uh, I'm go the light right pick and the light pick the Lightning. I and uh, you know, just uh, right and, uh, you know, to see, uh, you know, I the think the Lightning team. have the, they have that toughness in the playoffs. They have that extra grit. They Bruins have... in six. Grit. Very, you need that grit over 60 in the playoffs, grit. as the St. Louis Blues showed us last year. 
I think the Lightning just haven't put it together yet. I, you I need think Patrick Maroon. He has a very high grid overseas. He's a high playoff win percentage, guys. We need so much grit, we're going to trade a first-round pick for Barkley Gaudreau. We need that oh much grit. See, I just, here's the thing. I don't think the Lightning have it figured out yet, and maybe this overtime win is a boost for them, and, you know, that's kind of what gets them going. But right now, I just – I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, Bruins in six. Oh, I chose Lightning in seven. I think they pull it out, but honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Bruins take I it. want the Lightning to win so bad, but I just don't have faith. I don't, because I hate the Lightning. I'm also <laughs> Lightning fans. I hate a lot what? of teams. You, you don't like you. the Lightning? How? How could a Panthers fan like you not like the Lightning? To be fair, I like hate half the NHL being a Panthers Blackhawks fan. <laughs> That's fair. Does everyone hate, hate like, half the NHL? <laughs> Half the league, 90% of the league hates the Blackhawks, and, like, two teams are like, can the Panthers just not? We didn't get swept. We could put a banner up like the Predators do. We, yeah. we won one game against the New York Islanders. Lost to Phil Kessel, noted two-time Stanley Cup champion. Bro, got him owned. Still funny that um, Kaspari Kapanen returning home to Pittsburgh as he was part of the Phil Kessel tree. Yeah. <laughs> The Leafs got nothing for him. Wow. For Kessel. I mean, Dude, they wait. pretty much got Austin Matthews because of their endless suckitude of tanking. They basically got, they got Austin Matthews as a result. They are Austin Matthews as a result. But think about this. Think about the fact that, like, they could they could technically – like, they've gotten back right now. They just got back Philip Hollander, a first-round pick, and Evan Rodriguez – and all the other random pieces in that Phil Kessel trade, they that that, that trade tree goes on. Oh, wow. yeah. Wow. Lumis is a god. Makes you wonder what that trade, what the market is, if the Blackhawks say you trade. I've always wondered, what is the percentage of people that watch Steve Dangle's LFRs that are actually Lee fans? I've been telling you guys, Kyle Dubish is a god. You doubted me. But now here it's is like, my proof. I literally will watch... Steve Dagle's LFR videos when the Leafs lose just to feel better about feel better about my existence as a hockey fan. Yeah, watching the LFRs as a young hockey fan was kind of like finding my sexuality in hockey. Okay, um, we all we all have had to have watched the legendary David Ayers video. We all have. What about the what about the national? Fun fact: I haven't watched the David Ayers video yet. It is okay. Another really good video. You got to watch the one the where the Panthers. One. Leafs. Or Mark Pesic got a hat trick. That is a really good video. <laughs> he literally was. I don't think he was. That was like the most mad he was pre David Ayers. Have you watched the national game? Got a hat trick. As I call Mark Pesic, Sheldon Brookbank sometimes. I think when he was doing the Nashville video, it, the game was still going on. I think it was like seven two, and yep. then like yeah, he's recording. It's nine two. Yeah, his his wife yells down. It's like it's nine two, and he's like, "Go!" Fantastic man. Okay, um, this is from Evander Kane uh, on Twitter. Major statement by the NBA players. I'm with it. And also, Dude, the same day Logan Couture tweets that man. Ooh, yeah, I know. Boy. That's a very odd encounter. Yeah, and then I, this is uh, man. 
This is from Chris Johnston. NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly says there are currently no plans to postpone tonight's games. I don't expect the league to initiate a game stoppage. Obviously, our players are free to express, express themselves in any manner they feel is appropriate, which is as NHL of a statement you can you can get, honestly. Well, the thing with yeah, the NHL, I feel like if they hadn't started their games, I think it could happen. But like the fact that games were already on, I don't, I just don't think they could really. Now in the NHL, I just didn't think it was, it's not going to happen. No, I don't think NHL would ever do that. Like, they do the bare minimum anyways, unfortunately. I just don't I don't, It's like, they won't even take a knee. But the, like, what are the odds that they cancel? Meanwhile, Robin Leonard, were, um, shout out to SJW woke Twitter. Um, <laughs> they were like so mad because like, he's a Trump supporter. And I'm like, it was like, I think the one gear in their brain was starting to like spin off the track when he took a knee. It was pretty funny. Yeah, because, like, like, like the, those people think that nobody can ever change, and if you're a trauma supporter, you like deserve to get injured, and like you deserve all this. Like, Leonard like, is a perfect example of how people can change. He's literally talked about how he's not okay. into politics he, anymore. He's not he literally apologized for doing so. I mean, fuck. Well, what does he have to do? Even yeah, he yeah. regrets having a trauma. Everyone sticker. goes like, "Oh, you're." Oh, sorry, Reagan. Go ahead. Oh, I said he even said that he like regrets putting a Trump sticker on his mask a couple years ago. Exactly. Like he was at his worst point in his what life. Do you want, man? Like, what is the point of? Okay, I have no issue with you being an SJW. I have a problem with you being elite and toxic about it, just like I do with any political side. Like, You're supposed to educate and be nice to people yeah. instead of the being point, a piece of shit about you it. You say you want a better, empathetic country, yet you get mad at people for. And this is not everybody, obviously. Like I'm, I'm, I, I lean very left. I'm not saying it's wrong to be whatever. So please, nobody, anybody who hears centrist me, bothered game. by this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm centrist, but I lean more left. I'd say, but anywho, anywho. You guys want to look at my political compass? It's very, it's really in the middle. <laughs> but it's like, you're, you're the, the point of this. The point of this of a social, like social justice movement in any sense is to create a better society. Yeah. To, for to be empathetic with people and to educate. If all you're doing is pulling out pitchforks, you're never going to stop the fire. Exactly. There's like you have to come at this, and yes, you can be frustrated, but you have to like if somebody's doing something you don't appreciate, you know, in your family, do you go up to them and do you scream at them for doing it? Maybe if it's something awesome, they're not gonna learn anyway. You scream at them and yeah. (laughs) But he's got a sticker on his helmet, and you could what you have to do is tell explain to the person. Why you believe it's wrong? If they don't listen to you, great. Don't freak out about it. You can be frustrated with your inside yourself. You want to go tweet about it, great. But the way the toxicity that comes out of people, even when somebody changes, what should should be the point of creating a better society, they still want to be mad at somebody, man. Like, come on. And then, like, What's my the point of any of it. Like, my thing is, too, like, I'm, like, definitely not, I'm not a Trump supporter by any means. Like, I definitely te- tend to lean more left. But I also don't think you should go, like, start, like, hating people and, like, destroying people and, like, gripping on people just because they're a Trump supporter or just because they have different views than you. Yeah, I'm, like, the anomaly. I kind of hate both sides collectively. So, no. I don't, like, and, like, people are like, oh, you're a liberal. I'm like, no, I'm not really. Both sides are corrupt in their own ways, man. I think the right is definitely, like, right now, much more unapologetically racist and openly bigoted, and that's my big issue. And that's why I understand people getting frustrated with somebody for having a Trump sticker or supporting Trump, because he's not just a Republican, and he's not just a general Republican. He's a genuinely 
bad person. Hey, I'm not even Republican. Okay. Okay. Like I said, hopefully everyone's enjoying our episode, our, the Joe Rogan podcast right now. I know you guys are expecting hockey right now. Like, but um, you're not going to get the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, there's so much going on. Just Vegas Golden Knights, so we have to improvise. I think that there's, I think that right now there's just so much going on and it's like you know how do you not talk about it because it, it's definitely it's, a, it's it, a part of the hockey have, community man you gotta have the this, this discussion you gotta you have to have the uncomfortable discussions yeah, i hate when people are like oh well i just don't like talking about it it's like that's why you talk about that's it that's part of the problem that's, part that's of the, the entire problem. reason you talk about it is because it is uncomfortable but uncomfortable conversations make big changes if you talk about you know if you want to make small yep. talk about it nothing changes exactly. you know what you know what else is uncomfortable? Going outside and being scared of walking around because of the color of your skin and maybe being shot. You know what else is scared? Driving a car, being afraid that you're going to get pulled over by the cops. So shut the fuck up. No one cares what you feel comfortable about. You're not the one. If you're white, you're not the one going out, walking out around and getting harassed because of the color Holy of your skin, getting fuck. taunted. I'm tired of this shit. Fucking white people. I hate them. Well, okay, one thing that's really interesting to me. I'm flipping the shit out of here. I had to go off, sorry, boys. And gal. Meanwhile, in this hockey podcast right now. <laughs> I am I am cannot wait to clip Pierce. <laughs> out of context, Pierce. This this we could just start with this episode. <laughs> really good. Oh, I could do Pierce and Jake easily. Let's just let's just start with NHL 20 and this. We're gonna have an hour long video. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of uh, racism, so um, the trade market in the NHL. I don't know. I don't know how you transition from that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> with the whole Kapanen trade, it's just it's the the only trade since the trade deadline, which was back in February, which is that was six months ago. That was in the same year somehow <laughs> yeah it was and i wonder what the market is if you could trade a guy like i know jimmy you're to hate me for this but if you trade a guy like a brand side if the market like that if it's like that just <laughs> or if don't or if... trade our god brandon sod don't do him like this oh, brandon sod is our own wendell clark we trade him and then we trade for him back it just is how it is well, I wonder if just just Jim Rutherford is that stupid, or if that's actually the market for players like players like Capitan, uh, and if he could potentially trade Saad and get that return back. Because if that's the what case, the Hawks could have got if they traded Saad. Would they have a guy like John Marino and like and Justin Schultz? Like, oh my god! Or, or fuck, even happen. like Kajula or something. Maybe you get like a Rodriguez back from Pittsburgh. I don't know. I'm just again spitballing, but like, if you're the Blackhawks and you're looking to clear cap space, and I, again, Jimmy, I know you hate it, but like, the if the market is it's truly like that out there. <laughs> well, breaking news: This is baseball related. Milwaukee will not play today's scheduled game versus Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I mean, the Cubs don't have to play, and I'm actually happy about that. I am canceling my Milwaukee Brewers season tickets. Josh Hader is fuming right now. <laughs> no, but our country needs baseball, the most boring sport out there. Somebody that's are... tennis, actually. Oh, the disrespect of baseball. Like, <laughs> the one person who likes baseball in here, I'm upset. I'm a White Sox fan now. I just gotta say that. Oh, yeah, yesterday I became a White Sox fan. Fucking bandwagon. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> bandwagon. Like, the Cubs are doing well, and I really don't give a shit about baseball. My buddy was like, hey, you wanna be a Sox fan? I'm like, I'm like, please don't. Like, don't do this to me. 
Like, don't leave me. Fine, I'll do it myself. Fine, I'll do it myself. Literally domer. <laughs> oh yeah, back to the coyotes. I don't know if we touched on them, but uh, this is from Cat Friendly. Hashtag cat- Coyotes' lack of early draft picks are not o- their only concern this offseason. We can also confirm a bonus overage of 393000 bringing their projected projected cap to 83- million. <laughs> 83.3 million. The upper limit is $81.5 million with a roster of 17. Nine forwards, six defensemen, two goalies. Marion Hossa is long-term injury reserve eligible with a cap hit of 5.275. So how... I think we talked about the Coyotes, but how fucked are they, and how can the Blackhawks help them out? How can the Blackhawks, how we say this, mooch off of them? Yeah, exactly. These teams always hook up in trades, so it's like only natural. Uh, the two like best players in Coyotes history have never played a single game for him. I could use a Nick Schmaltz. That would make me feel better in my life. Nick Schmaltz back. Don't, yeah. don't make Get him. and Schmaltz back. I would love Vinny Hinnestroza back in the Blackhawks. Let's trade it. Schmaltz for oh Strong, one for one. Oh Hinnestroza back for Yokohari, one for one. I'm making big brain plays out here. Bingo. But for real, there's been there's been rumors about Oliver Ekman Larson, and I even wrote an article. It's like, what would it take? I just don't want the Hawks to get him, to be honest. Yeah, like, you look at it right now, it wouldn't be bad, but, like, it would instantly help, but then you look at the back half of the potential, the, the OEL contract, it's going to be uh, not so good, because I think the contract takes them until he's 36 or 37, so... Especially in this situation, with this situation they have, you could easily make that trade better for yourself. Like, I'm not saying that you want to trade Oliver ekman Larson, but if he is okay to be moved and he is being shopped... I mean, with that kind of cap hit in the situation they're in, man, you could easily squeeze something more out of them. Or you could at least make it, you know, you could, you know, negotiate to the point where you give up much less than you usually would for an Oliver Ekman Larson. I'd be like, all right, we'll take on Oliver Ekman Larson's contract, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have all of it. Like, we'll eat all of it. Like, we won't retain any of it, make you retain any of it. But in return, you have to give me Connor Garland, who scored 22 goals, make $775,000 for another year, which is very. Do you do that? I like Connor Garland. I think, like, that's a cheap contract, and you can get 20 goals. Yeah, definitely. Meanwhile, we have the poor man's Nylander on our team. We don't even have the best one. We have Nylander. We have Alex Nylander. We don't even have William Nylander, the one that I would actually want. Great stuff. If Alexander Nylander is currently listening to this right now, I don't think you're that bad. I just think that if you worked, if you had higher work ethic, you'd be a really good player. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So Arizona is definitely going to be a team to watch this offseason just because with everything that just happened, them, happened with them, like the whole prospects uh, thing or whatever it was, the forfeited draft picks, they wonder if they'd be able to sign Taylor Hall, this OEL stay, and it's just like brings up a lot of questions there. They don't have John Chaka there. They have a new GM, so it's just going to be really interesting. They don't have back, you know, a lot of things we're all thinking about, you know. That's that's the honestly that might be the biggest question. Does Jimmy's wife come back with to him? It's, it's been three wonder. fucking weeks. You gotta wonder. Well, you know what, Jimmy, doing a podcast in your garage, I don't know if that'll help your case. How? <laughs> How? I don't understand what's How? wrong with this. What is wrong with this? It's like that that picture where the the apartment with just the TV and like the one like love seat, and it's like boys really live in this, and it's like yeah, is that a problem? 
<laughs> when I looked at my setup today, I was like, I just think of that meme where it's like a fucking like dark, grimy basement with like a brick and a computer on, and someone's like posted, and they're like, "Bro, rate my setup. What if you rate my setup?" Yeah. Let me. Okay, I'm gonna send you guys. I want to see your live reactions to this. So get in the crow's nest uh, group chat, boys. Yeah, I got my phone. And girls. Sorry, I'm not a. Hey. I gotta say, yeah, I'm not a. I'm not gonna be an asshole. This is. My... But Jimmy, Mike Milbury told me that women are distractions. Should I agree with him or not? Well, I make a comment on that in a minute. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Don't show it. Don't show it. No. <laughs> Fine, it's the podcast. No one will see it. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, amazing. Oh, it's like skateboard. <laughs> it's not even mine. That's a, that's a nice microphone, though. That's a nice mic. I like the chair. Whatever, mine. I'm using my extra things. I like, I like, I like, I like the longboard. Nice touch. I like the tire, and the fender, and the right, and the right angle. You like the bed frame? Corner, the white corner. Oh my god, that's a bed frame. Can this be the thumbnail on Spotify? Never mind. I actually, I changed my mind. I think it's a fantastic idea. <laughs> no, I want to make it as a thumbnail. Sorry, I'm, I'm doing that. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, I, the name, oh, the name is going to be good. That will be a surprise. Podcast is brought to you from Jimmy's garage, literally in his <laughs> garage. My garage is my girlfriend's garage. <laughs> just here, my garage just got and, this off. New here. Jimmy's girlfriend's garage. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the fact that yeah, saying Jimmy's girlfriend's garage just adds a lot more, you know, a little suave to yeah, it. Me and Jimmy are literally a town over from each other at this very moment. Oh yeah, Jimmy's wife's boyfriend's garage. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's girlfriend's boyfriend's crush. <laughs> I don't think we could end this any better than this. To be fair, this is like the best we can do. No, Reagan. But, no, but Reagan. Reagan wanted to say something. Oh yeah, I want to know. Very. The floor is yours, because yeah. Yeah. Just like the Mike Milbury comment, like really pisses me off. Like especially because like I'm like a sports management major, so like I'm literally like working my ass off so I can get into the sports industry one day, and like I specifically want to work and like in hockey or like the NHL there's hockey in general and like hey. like it just pisses me off because like there's so many girls out there and so many women out there who like worked their ass off to get into the industry and for him to say something like that like it's like like hockey like the uh, the thing is like hockey's for everyone but now he's like out here saying that you know all these women are a distraction and like that's not really fair to us because like we can do pretty much anything a guy can do in the sports industry and like and I'm sorry, but there are people telling me that, you know, it was, oh, he intended to say, you know, oh, there's, you know, they're not, they're not, you know, the women aren't there to sleep with them and distraction, yada, yada, you know, because of course also, you know, it's like, you know, men can't control their penises. That's not like that's a thing or anything, you know, but it's, it's so, so dismissive, man. It's so, I don't even know the word for it at this point, man. It's just so shitty. It's fucking, it's fucking stupid. That's it's so goddamn disrespectful, man. And it's like, I, I can't even, it's so dumb old and just recycled bullshit it's such recycled bullshit that has no credibility to it nowadays because we've evolved to the point where we realize oh wait you know women are humans too and they can do things as well if we you know give them the fucking opportunity yeah and like i understand that like the sports industry (laughs) industry but why does that mean women can't be in the industry and like why does it mean like we should be 
like any like lesser to a man, I guess, considering we can basically do the same jobs. There are men who are emotional. There are women who are emotional. There are men who are colder. There are women who are colder. I shouldn't say colder, but you know, maybe more like you know, more more you know, like uh, quiet, you know, soft spoken, yeah. aren't as openly emotional. You know, it, it's we're living off stereotypes at this point. It's fucking ridiculous. We've evolved or progressed so much, I should say, when it comes to you know, uh, just acceptance of people of all gender and all of all color. But of course, hockey is as usual behind that. And it's, unfortunately, it's just another example of it. But I, I you know, whatever I'm saying here, I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm really glad that you talked about that, Reagan, because I, yeah, you're, you're the perfect person with this podcast to talk about that. Um, hope you didn't mind me giving my two cents. No, you're good. Hey, can you talk into like what you've been doing for a career? Because I know you're doing sports management. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And how people spell your name? Uh, well, I'm kind of trying to figure out what exactly I want to do in the industry. Like, I've known since I was like a little kid that I want to work in the sports industry. It's just trying to figure out what I want to do. And like, of course, like hockey's like been my favorite sport since I was like seven. So I know I want to work in hockey, but I'm kind of leaning towards like game day operations or like something in that right now, just because I feel like. Like, for me, like, going to, like, Cubs games, like, Blackhawks games growing up, like, just, like, that experience, like, in-game experience is just, like, in the atmosphere is, like, unlike anything else, and I want to be able to, like, create that for fans, and I feel like that would just be really cool. Um, and the other thing that I'm kind of considering, um, I've always been, like, a really big writer, so I kind of, maybe, I'm, like, considering journalism a little bit, like, sports journalism, but I just feel like that would be a harder industry to get into, just because it's so much more competitive, because you can only really have, like, x amount of people covering every team so it's kind of what i'm trying to figure out exactly what i want to do so yeah it's kind of been like me too like i've been figuring out what i want to do lately and thankfully for school i don't know if i've announced this but like i'm going into back into school for uh broadcasting and all that stuff and one of the classes i'm taking is like it has to do with writing so i want to kind of wanted to combine the two things together I, I love doing the podcast i love writing and if you guys haven't checked out our uh, our publication of as a matter of fact all four of us on here write for it it's uh alf crow's nest we just created a uh wordpress uh website for him and we're still kind of figuring things out but yeah if you guys could check that out and all that stuff that would uh mean a lot and going back to Mike Milbury, it's just not only is he fucking like sexist and just a terrible human being, like he's not he doesn't even offer any good hockey opinions. Like it's just it's double offensive. Like he just he's not he's not a good person at all. He's not even like somewhat redeemable in the fact that he's like, yeah, you can give me this hockey fight. No, he's just he's so bad. I hate listening to him. And I'm just I'm glad that uh, NBA say I don't know if they made the decision, but the fact that Mike Millibury isn't there anymore and Jeremy Roenick isn't there anymore after what he said earlier, and even though it was an NBC that Don Cherry's gone at least there's some progress going on with hockey but obviously we still got a long way to go i just want to see more different voices in there i love seeing guys like anson carter on the nbc panel even patrick sherp even though he isn't like a person of color or uh, or uh, like a woman or anything but um it's just getting new fresh voices in there that aren't old dinosaur voices like guys like mike milbury and uh and don sherry and even guys like Kevin Weeks, who I've heard, Charles, you're a Panthers fan, that he was being interviewed for the the Florida Panthers GM spot. Like, it's just great. Whenever you see little stories like that, I think that's a, it's a positive step for hockey. And, uh, yeah, do you guys have anything else to add to that? That's Like, one thing that I really like is it's crazy because I realize that actually happened this year, and it's crazy to think it happened this year. But, like, on International Women's Day, I don't know if it was, like, every team did this or just, like, the Blackhawks game that they did this. They had like it was a completely, completely women, um, 
Exactly. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a Kendall coin, and I I I feel so bad that I can't remember the other woman, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. I thought like I thought that was like really really cool, and I love that. Cool. I want to see more of that. Yeah, I do too. And like, what really pissed me off was like a lot of guys like. Of course, it's like like old men were like all upset about it and think, like, well, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it on mute because it's so boring and like, come on, like you gotta like give women a chance. Like, there's no law that says there's no rule that says that a male job. Like, and point is like doing like other games around you, which I think is really really cool. And I just wish they bring like more women in or just like kind of like what you were saying, like people of color, just something that's different. And it's always it's always the it's always the people like on Twitter with like the sunglasses on the, the Trump like mega ba- in the background like maybe they're in their truck. It's always those, no, it's always, always the same people. Always sunglasses and not always just the right sunglasses. leg is the angle. It's on the right leg taking a selfie. Sunglasses, sun behind them, awful lighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're usually they're usually bald, have gray hair, they have a handlebar beard. And if they're a woman, they're blonde. Oh yeah, every time. I'd like to remind you guys that the NHL still uh, employs this man. You mentioned Darren Pang. Yeah. It's got him on top of himself, and he still might be, might be big enough than, than uh, Hal Gill. Um, but he had mentioned Hal Gill's a defense. Oh, my God, I know where this is going. Uh, is this a guy that's going to oh be training? Oh, my God, I know this. I, know this. Sure I hate this. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I f- Hockey's for everyone. I remember this. Hockey's for everyone, well, not available for everyone at the same time. Even yeah, it's like, there's, like, there's like a top 10 video. <laughs> top 10 times Pierre Maguire was creepy as shit, yeah. <laughs> there's Thanks, like, Pierre. There's the one not even like offensive as much as he's just like... He's just a weirdo. Like, I, I don't think he's a bad person at all. I think he's just a weirdo. That's, that's my yeah. I don't even think he's a bad person. He's just a freaking weirdo. Thanks, Doc. I'm going to talk about Sidney Crosby the next 10 minutes, even though the Penguins aren't playing. Um, well, talking that, so you bring that up. He played for Ramuski of the QMJHL, got drafted by the Pittsburgh Penguins 2005, came into the league, lived with Mario Lemieux, played with Mark Recchi, all that stuff. Then of his friend Evgeny Malkin played him along. They won a Stanley Cup in 2009. They had some struggles, but then they came back in 2006 when they had Connor Shuri from the University of UMass come out and have a breakout playoffs. Then they had they had Brian Rust, who also played in the U.S. Development Program, Doug and Egto, and they've done a great job. Mike Sullivan coached for the the I, I can't exactly remember because I know too many other things. But yeah, he's done a job of coaching. <laughs> that as my counterpoint that Sidney Crosby also has a wagon of an ass. Even oh, compared yeah. to Dylan, we have a very interesting competition between those two. Honest to God, I feel like Pierre McGuire made a deal with the devil where he sacrificed his social skills in order to have all the knowledge in the hockey world. <laughs> Shout out to Jake too- Leonard's profile picture of him eating a puro or whatever it yeah. is. He, needs, he knows too much about hockey for his own good. You know what? He doesn't need to about hockey to have anything left in his brain. That's like all that takes. That's yeah. all it takes up there. You know what? Pierre Maguire would be really good at being like a GM or a, like being a general manager. He'd be. A- well, you know. Meanwhile, he was a head coach. Got fired by the Hartford. Oh yeah, have you seen that story where he was coaching Hartford and just all the players? On his own team and the opposing team just hated him. I'll try to put a link to it. Like, oh my god, it's for like 25 years ago, I think. Because what did they Hartford do? Was still on. I can't remember, but yeah, I'll put a oh, link to it. Him. It's just so no yeah, they hated him. Yeah, they hated him. I mean, he's just he's just that uh, he's just that kind of guy. Yeah. But uh, Pierre McGuire, am I right, guys? Ayo, laugh, likes. Lmao. Bro, I did laugh. 
I did laugh, bro. All right. I laughed inside. Well, uh, does that wrap up the podcast for you guys? Okay, so this yeah. is from... I just got a couple more things. So this is from Chris Johnson. He just tweeted it. Um, in the wake of the Jacob Blake shooting, the NHL will hold a moment of reflection before tonight's Tampa Boston game in Toronto and tonight's Colorado Dallas game at Edmonton. So again, just more, more NHL stuff. You expect them to do that? Just but just maybe uh, they'll maybe to be they'll... fair. The NFL would still play and they would have fans in attendance. So it's at least the NHL is not as bad as the NFL at this. Yeah. And there's a lot of good tweets on the timeline right now. This is from at Duncan Smith NBA. No NBA games until you rest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor, Elijah McClain, uh, and paralyzed Jacob Blade would be actually quite a statement. Can I make one? I'd like to make one last comment about this for yeah. anybody listening who is uh, trying to discredit everyone's uh, in the black community and not frustration with this. Do not fucking pull up Jacob Blake's criminal record. Nobody it doesn't justify what them he does. paralyzing him. I know I that he is a sex offender. I know that he's a piece of shit. I know that George Floyd allegedly did some terrible things. I don't know much about Brad Taylor. Does it give you a right to shoot him and kill yes. him? Yes. You, 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 you say that you have to follow the law. Your own law does not condone you shooting a man seven times in the back, holding someone like George Floyd, killing him, you know, holding him till he's out of breath. That doesn't That doesn't condone any of that, man. Yeah, you can say that, oh, he did this, he did this, but you know what? Yeah, you know what? I, I do want sex offenders to die. I wish they weren't I, I wish they weren't in this world, man. I don't. I wish they weren't in this world. But you know what? If I'm a cop, I'm not going to shoot him seven times in the back because that's not my job. That's not what I'm paid to do. This is just my own thing. This, people can be like, you always see these people not, with the whole... He um... shot because he was a sex offender. Let me just say that. And even then, even, even then you, you can't do that. Hmm. And we can confidently say that if it was a white man, that not would not happen. I was going to say, if yeah. that's a white man and he's a like, sex offender, do the police shoot him? No, they don't. No, and, and everybody on Twitter says, oh, well, you know, he, you know, he made a mistake and he's trying to learn. Uh, yeah. Like, if this was a mistake, why is this happening so much? Exactly. Nailed it. Nailed it. People do the whole Blue Lives Matter thing. I'm like, what about other jobs? McDonald's Lives Matter. Yeah. If cops were firefighters, they'd shoot the house. Blue first. lives matter. Blue lives do matter. The Smurfs are awesome, dude. Yes, for real. My meanwhile, if a cop was a firefighter, they just like I said, they'd shoot the house first and then put the fire out. You gotta, you gotta use your precaution. You gotta take precaution. You don't just made a mistake. Have black skin, but you choose to be a cop. I like. I don't understand that's though. Why people... a, that's such a good statement. You you don't choose to be black, but you do choose. That's such a good statement. I think I don't understand why people keep trying to bring up like other people like people's like past like why does their past matter because like the whole like george floyd thing yeah he did some things in the past that he should not have done but he like moved to minneapolis to literally like start like have a fresh start and try and like fix his life and have a better life for himself like his past is the past it's over it's done if he needs to be punished for those past things punish him for those but that's not the right that's not the yeah. valid punishment for it man that's he the problem like, people are frustrated about jail or prisons so, like he already like he did the time he was punished like you got to move on and he tried to and then all this happened yeah. I, I saw something and it said that when a black person gets shot or killed or whatever, or like sent to jail, we always focus on their past. But when it when it happens to a white person, we always focus on their future. It's just like the same oh, thing also yeah. happens. Like yeah, remember like the random shootings that would happen. Like they wouldn't say a terrorist, but if it's a Middle Eastern, they call it a terrorist, even though oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, 
committing uh, the uh, Vegas shooting, the Vegas shooting terrorism. Where, you know, they're young white kids terrorizing schools. But of course, it's, oh, but their mental health, their mental health. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they had a rough childhood. So did like so do many other people. It's a stupid fucking excuse. I'm yeah, tired. I've had my things too. I didn't go shoot up my school though. I've had tough days, but I don't go in to shoot my school. I don't say racist shit. I don't be little people of because they grow up. How many people of color have to grow up in shitty places because of the system we have in this country? They have rough childhood. Millions, millions. Almost by default. Not all of them, obviously, but so many of them, man. And yet, of course, you know when. But of course, when you know someone of white skin does something much worse than any of these these people have done in their lives, you know. It's all about mental health. So uh, I, I think yeah. uh, I'd like to uh, end my power of the podcast by saying uh, Black Lives Matter. And if you don't think so, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck off. I can I'm sorry, man. Know. I'm not saying you have to support the organization, but if you don't support the idea that Black Lives Matter, uh, you can click off the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, fuck you. We don't need your lessons. Uh, <laughs> this is a great ending to the podcast. <laughs> um,. Oh man, I was gonna say something else, but oh yeah, it was a, would never. LeBron James tweet. Um, hang on, I just I just fucking had it. And of course, it goes away. You know what? Whatever. Oh, there we go. Fuck this man. We demand change. Sick of it. And it already has like five hundred thousand likes. Yeah, but I'm. I just want to say I'm. I'm from Canada. You guys are from the U.S. This is like. We don't experience as much stuff, but Canada is certainly not guilty free. I'm tired of seeing people. It's like, oh, I want to move up to Canada. Like, they, they, we never experienced this shit here, and it's, it's definitely not the case. You see our treatment of First Nations people for over 150 years now. It's ridiculous. Like, they, they on their reserves that they have, they don't even have clean water. We just treat them like pieces of shit. Quite honestly, because there's no other better term for it. I'm sick and tired of it. I don't get why we we're not born racist. Why can't we just all be nice to each other? Like it's. It's, I, it's it's gonna be so difficult to fix this but we can all just do our jobs by just being nice to each other instead of belittling people because of their skin color or if they're a different gender or whatever i'm just i'm sick and tired of it just my whole message is be nice to each other it's not that fucking one hard. last thing just because you haven't experienced it or know somebody that has experienced it doesn't mean it does not happen other people have different experiences than you and the people you know thank you bye but yeah you point like no one is born racist that is all taught to you growing up and that's what really like gets to me sometimes like it's just so sickening and like why can't we all just be nice to each other and i saw i saw i forget what it was under but there's like this fucking racist grandma like and she's like i hate black people or whatever it's like i'm going to continue to teach my grandchildren to hate them or something like that and it's just like that's where it all comes from Mm-hmm. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> you're you're never like you're never born with hate. No, you're never born like, you know, by hating someone by their their the skin of their color color of their skin or their gender. It's just, no oh, man. I just wish like I just wish we could all be nice to each other. It it fucking sucks. And all the people that are getting, that are scared if they're a different skin of color, walking outside because they're scared of they maybe they get pulled over or whatever you know, we stand with you. And if anyone's ever experiencing that, then like my DMs are open and I'm pretty sure your guys' DMs are open. Well, we want to be part of the change. We don't, we're sick and tired of this shit. It's so fucking exhausting waking up or like waking up then opening your Twitter and saying, Oh, there's another uh, shooting of a black guy. Like, it's just, 
I like it's just it's like the norm now, and I fucking hate saying it, but like it's just oh yeah, another black shooting. Yeah, that makes sense because we're just so used to it. it happens all the time now. Like, it's like I just wish it stopped, man. Like, I, like it's our generation. Like we're trying to like change all of this, but like older generations are so like, against the change. And like at this point, I'm just so mentally exhausted about all of it. Like I just want it to change, and I want us to all like love each other and be nice to each other. And it's just so frustrating at this point. It is. It really is. Um, honestly, like I, I hate. I don't want to end the podcast on out uh, like this, but like uh, I don't want to like transition anything else. So, um, <laughs> fucking Jimmy, goddamn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck sakes yeah never totally got me on track <laughs> anyways so i don't want to end off all negative and shit but you know what if you see someone like if you're going to a store or something like hold the door open for someone like these just these little acts of kindness can go such a long way and say if like if you're in line or something just be like to the person behind you hey do you want to butt ahead of me like just dude random acts of kindness because you never know when someone's having a bad day and you you could just completely make their day by doing an act of kindness it's it's not that hard it doesn't be be nice it doesn't exactly that's the biggest part it's it doesn't cost anything and i think that's what we need to do it's like something that actually happened to me so like over the summer i was working in retail and so like we had people like we'd ask them for nike plus members and because i worked at nike and if they weren't i could turn them up and i could get them like a 15 percent discount and I helped this mom and daughter, like, get all set up and get a discount. And they went in to find my manager just to tell them how good of a job I did and just how sweet I was about the whole thing. And, like, he told me that. Like, that just literally made my day. Like, yeah, it was, like, it was kind of a rough day just because of everything going on and, like, working retail during the pandemic. And, like, that literally just, like, made my day that, like, they went out of their way to, like, tell my manager, hey, she's doing a really good job. And, like, they didn't have to do that, and I was just doing my job. But, like, that meant a lot to me. Yeah, it's been a just a terrible shitty year for a, yeah. like millions, even billions of people. Like we did, we still don't even know what's to happen in the future and all that stuff with like jobs and whatnot. It's always it's always day to day right now. But uh, there's a lot of negativity in the world too. But there's also a lot of positive stories. So why can't we be part of the positive stories? Even if it's just something little, you never know what a random act of kindness can do to make someone stay and how that can kind of just be a like a ripple effect through everyone. So I just, I encourage everyone to do just like a random act of kindness again, whether that's just opening the door or like a, like a somewhere out in public or I don't know, just letting someone button like just something nice, man. Like we, we need positivity in this world. And if we get that, man, like I think it's, it's, it's a long way towards all the stuff we're experiencing in the U S and around the world, but just, just do your part. Be nice. That's all I ask. Mm-hmm. I second that. All right. Anything else to add? It's been quite a long podcast, but uh, yeah. No, I don't. That's everything that really, like I could have said, or you've already said basically. I mean. Yeah. All right. So we didn't talk too much hockey in this one, but we think it's important to talk about this kind of stuff. Obviously it's uncomfortable, but if we never talk about it, it's never going to, it's never going to end. So again, just, 
or our hearts are with the people that are affected by these these terrible acts of racism every day and like if again if you're one of those people like always reach out to us um my dms are open i'm pretty sure your guys dms are open too to talk about it you know we want to we want to be part of the change we don't want to be part we don't want to be on the wrong side of history here we want to want everyone to feel as safe and included in society so yeah thank you for everyone tuning in uh thanks reagan for coming on for the first time you're a great guest it was it's nice hearing a different perspective. And uh, of course, Charles for, and Jimmy, thank you guys for always coming on and being great co-hosts. So for everyone out there, hope that you're staying safe, uh, washing your hands, social distancing, wearing masks, all that good stuff. So for Pierce and the rest of the PJ's cast, take it easy, everyone. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Bye. Peace.